Hey guys, so now we get to the part of this story which is the hardest to put into words. Actually, absolutely impossible to put into words, but I'll give it a go. So, the first part of this recording brought us to roughly the beginning of this year, 2022. And this is when I um, saw two women that I know from the New Age all of a sudden talk about Jesus and then slowly, slowly over time I noticed like, wait, they're talking about the Bible and Christianity and you know, the Jesus part I was fully on board with. I was like, yes, I've had that experience. There's something about it that nothing else can touch, that no other experience is like it. I know that um, because I did realize that, you know, that experience that I had in 2018 was, was something to do with Jesus, even though, you know, I had a, a wrong Jesus in mind. But then when I saw that they were, you know, talking about the historical Jesus, the Christian Jesus, the religious Jesus. um, And then, of course, you know, warning um, about the New Age and all of that. This is when I... Yeah, this is when I thought, okay, they've they've lost their minds, they've lost the plot, just like a lot of other people thought, and I unfriended them. And yet something in me wouldn't let it go. I just couldn't. I tried to forget, I tried to deny it, I tried to write it off as something completely ridiculous. And yet it wouldn't let me go. So that brings us to May 4th of this year. And I'm sitting in my favorite park close to my home. And something in me is just, you know, is at the end of myself. And not in a way of, you know, where I was in 2018, where I was in the pits of darkness, in a dark night of the soul. I was in rock bottom, crying, praying out. I, you know, in many, many, many ways, I was now at the top of the mountain. I had the life I always wanted, inside and outside. When I say inside, I mean, you know, emotionally, mentally, psychologically, And what I found was that God still wasn't there. And this, you know, really started to make me very uncomfortable. And looking back, I don't doubt that God arranged my journey, my path to be this way, you know. A lot of stories are for crying out to Jesus when we're at rock bottom, and even though I did do that, there's something very powerful about God leading you 
to the top of the mountain and showing you he's still not there. It's not the way. Absolutely no human effort can can bridge that gap. So, May 4th, I'm sitting in the park. By the way, same park that I was sitting in 2018. And in the the years in between, I traveled the the whole world. Um, (laughs) So I'm sitting in this park and... Inside of myself, in my heart, I basically declare, I say, I don't know if I use the word God or not, but essentially what I said was, okay, I am done. I need to know the truth. I need to know the full truth. I've never necessarily been suicidal or anything like that, but I just realized that I was now um, 34 and life just was not worth living to me without the truth, without God. And yeah, so basically I made a vow. I said, I don't, I don't care what it is. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what it costs. I don't care what it takes. And if that means, you know, I included it just, just, you know, as a fail save. I said, look, I don't, I don't believe the Bible or Christianity or, you know, religion has anything to do with the truth. But hey, if I'm wrong, show me I'm willing to go there. So essentially, I was holding nothing back. And essentially, I was saying, I cannot do this. And I, you know, I cannot try and find the truth anymore. I need to be shown. I need to be shown. And literally, in that moment, everything changed. And was never the same again. I don't think I'd finished even my <laughs> my plea, my sentence. And yeah, so this is the part, you know, where absolutely no words can even come close to the real experience. And also it took me several, several weeks, three to four weeks to slowly start to get a fuller understanding of what had happened. But essentially, it's like the whole atmosphere, everything changed. It's as if my eyes were opened, as if I had been, yeah, I just realized I'd never, ever seen Truly, I was plummeted into a reality from a godless reality to God's presence, a reality where God is palpable, where I knew who he was. It's like my heart 
finally met its creator. And everything looked the same and yet everything looked completely different. Inside, outside. And I was just, I was literally speechless. For about two days I could barely utter any words. Walking around was funny. In hindsight, I realized I was literally like a newborn. You know, I was born again in that moment. I received the Holy Spirit. The whole, my whole reality was flipped 180 back to right side up. And I had to get my bearings. And May 4th and May 5th, I could barely speak, walking around. I, I, was, I was literally looking around me like a child, even at myself, in the mirror, at my body, at everything around me, like, whoa. <laughs> um, God was there. I could see God's glory, God's fingerprint. Everything was just, oh, yeah. I was his child I was his child and he was holding me and I'd never felt so completely safe and surrendered and innocent just this pure innocence and Yeah, that moment in the park was so, so humbling and confronting because what I, what I saw by means of revelation and revelation, it's, it's not a vision, it's not an insight, it's not a download, it's not a spiritual awakening. I've had all of those things times and times over, you know, in my spiritual journey. This was from God himself. Nothing else had ever been from God himself in that sense, you know. This was grace. This was his doing. This was him finally reaching out and piercing all the way th through. And what I was shown was... The fullness of God is just, you know, the human mind, heart, spirit, body even, the flesh is just so unwilling. It cannot reach God on its own because it is actually at, at odds with God. And so... My whole, my whole reality shattered and, and was seen for an illusion as if I was looking through a lens all this time and the lens was, was severely, completely smudged, but you don't know any better. So when you don't know any better, you look through this lens and you see reality and you think this is reality. And in my reality, I had a relationship with God or so I thought. And when God 
moves in, when God finally introduces himself, reveals himself, gives you his Holy Spirit, so you you become part of his nature, his nature becomes part of you. It's as if, yeah, that lens is finally um, adjusted and you can see, not vaguely, not blurry, but so crisply, so crisp. And I started praying, I started speaking with God straight away not not in the sense that I pray today (laughs) but the conversation was very clear very open from that moment and hasn't ceased since and in that moment so basically all of this happened in an instant right in a second less than a second I guess it doesn't take much more than a second to be born again, even though it then takes a couple of hours, days, weeks, months in, in with some things to, you know, for our conscious mind to catch up in space-time reality. Um, but I was sh- what I was shown in that very instant, um, the nature of sin was revealed to me. And sin, not as in, well, both, but primarily, um, yes, our sin nature, original sin, really. And what it is, and how it works, and how severe it is, and it's really at the core of our essence as human beings, as fallen human beings. And this was very interesting because, you know, I didn't grow up with religion. I, I scoffed at these things. Original sin? Give me a break, you know. But here's the thing. The natural mind has no way of comprehending it. It's like a fish swimming in water and trying to explain to a fish that he's swimming in water. You know, it's, 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 it's impossible except for God, God can show you. And it is only by meeting God himself that we are instantly shown what sin is because, yeah, this, oh, wow, yes, this is what it, this is what it was truly like in that moment, receiving the Holy Spirit. It's like you see God for the first time and when I say see, you know, not with your, <clears throat> sorry, with your physical eyes or your physical touch, but with your spirit, because he gives you his spirit. So it's not even with your own spirit, but he has to give you his spirit for you to be able to see him. And the moment you see him, you see yourself compared to the only standard that matters you see yourself in a mirror of holiness righteousness perfection perfect love and it's not pretty it's not pretty it is heartbreaking to realize 
that your maker, your God, your father, your heavenly spiritual father was done such a great injustice by you, was um, not honored by you whatsoever, not even for a single moment of your day, of your life. And so here's, this is the thing, you know, I always um, imagined I had a relationship with God. And it was just shown in that second it was merely conceptual. It was merely intellectual. I was relating to an idea, a.k.a. an idol. Um, this is very, very, very hurtful to God. Um, and, you know, essentially to ourselves as well. When God reveals himself, it's just so personal you're like, oh, what? You're being, and you're right here, and you're, and you, you, you know me, and I like, I know you, and it's so intimate and relational, and it's not, you know, in the in the new age or all of that spiritualism. It was always about my state of being and transcendence and a state of bliss and non-suffering. There was no personal intimate relationship there. With God, it's the most humiliating, humbling experience ever. I was in a public park, but on the inside, I was on my knees. My hard posture was one of, you know, like on my knees, like, I'm so sorry, God. I'm so sorry, God. And, and yeah, I did have another moment about a week or so later of in my apartment of just like crying these massive crocodile tears and repenting and going over yeah, quite specifically, um, certain themes in my life, like sexual immorality and ambition and greed. and But in that moment in the park, the Holy Spirit held me up, this divine mirror. Revealed to me, sin is real. which is, yeah, the most painful and the most beautiful experience of your life because you realize that you've been at war with God, that you've, that you've tried to push him off his throne so that you could be God. And again, you can't fully understand how this works and that we're all guilty of this until he shows you. And then... At the very same minute, he shows you his grace, his mercy, his kindness, his goodness, his forgiveness is just so much bigger than your hatred for him, your sin, your your disobedience, your running away, your shame, your guilt, your hiding from him. And I 
cannot explain how or what again it was not necessarily a vision it what there was no words involved truth was revealed and i understood sin is real god is who he says he is and he actually sent jesus he incarnated in the flesh he walked among us he he bore our sin he took each and every one of our sins past present and future on him suffered the worst of suffering and pain and humiliation on that cross so that we could be forgiven so that we can be set free that's how much he loves us historical Jesus as he lived breathed died and rose again truth is absolutely stranger than fiction like my um, my human flesh my natural mind still to this very day has a hard time believing it <laughs> realizing I sound absolutely crazy isn't this the thing that we were all making fun of our whole lives religion really Obviously, of course, it's, you know, religion, even Christianity, most of Christianity today has been hijacked and has become part of the deception of this world of trying to hide the reality of God, who he is, what who we are in relationship to him, what we've done, the predicament that we've gotten ourselves in, hiding hiding the fact that we're actually hiding from God and but yeah no matter how strange it sounds God gives you faith the Lord gives you faith the very moment you are born again it is a gift from God And throughout all of this, he just chose us. And this is what the, um, the story of Babylon was all about. You know, every religion, every self-help self endeavor, all the inner work that we can do, all of the spiritual paths, no matter the flavor, whether it's new age, whether it's ancient you know it really doesn't matter all of it is trying to build the tower towards the heaven towards god it's all works based there's no need with those ways there is no need for us to completely humble ourselves empty ourselves
and say, God, you be God. And the moment our heart says, God, you be God, is when we when we lose pretty much everything we thought we had, but we gain God, we gain the true, real, living God. And we see that we didn't lose anything but shadows, but illusions. <sighs> Interestingly enough, it's it's... It took me about three or four weeks before I got my first Bible and started reading. So even though my, you know, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit in me, you know, it was completely, I knew, like, the Bible is real, etc., etc. And I just, the flesh has still has such strong resistance. The human mind is filled with conspiracy theories of like religion is false and the Bible is written by grumpy old mess, uh, mis- misogynistic men, etc., etc. But it is kind of perfect that I waited three to four weeks because... The Holy Spirit started doing such a huge work in me in the meantime. You know, the moment, the very second I was born again, I knew everything had changed inside of me, outside of me, my life. And like I said, it does still take some hours, days, weeks, months for for us to see that ripple effect to witness like oh you know because revelation like it's it's as if you're boom transported into a completely new reality physically it looks the same so you still have to walk around and discover what is different even though it kind of looks the same you know because you 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 see a dimension with your spirit, not your eyes. That wasn't there before, the spiritual dimension where God resides. That barrier that was between me and God, which is sin, it wasn't there anymore. I was forgiven and washed clean. And so when I finally started reading the Bible, three to four weeks later, I've, I, I finally started to grasp like, oh, this is what happened. I'm born again. I received the Holy Spirit. And so from the first moment I read it, because I'd never, I'd never even held a Bible in my life. I'd never read it. Um, I didn't, wasn't raised religious, wasn't even raised in like Christian school or system or anything like that. And yet, in those three, four weeks in the meantime, I was already living in so, 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 so many different ways, like a Christian. And then I, of course, after a while, I, I, I see, oh, this is how God intended it. This is what he says in his scripture. You don't read the book and start following some rules and then you can call yourself a Christian and you're going to heaven. It's like, no, 
God gives you the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit writes on your heart God's laws, God's commandments. But a better way of saying that would be the moment you you share the nature of God, you hate what he hates and you love what he loves. Um the way that looked like for me just just a couple of things um swearing cursing you know i'd always been a big fan of cursing you know uh, <laughs> it really just feels awful to me now so the thing is when god makes you hate what he hates for at least for me it's almost like a, an allergic reaction and I'm allergic to cats and I still hang out with cats. So this is the thing, you know, it's not that you're not able to sin anymore. But at the same time, there will be a reaction, an unpleasant one. Um, the moment the Holy Spirit opened my eyes and revealed sin to me as a whole, he also really convicted me very strongly in that moment of the work that I was actively doing at the time that I got saved. Uh, so for all of 2021 and early 2022, that was, yeah, let's just call it coaching and feminine embodiment stuff, but in a very, yeah, worshiping the creation, worshiping the feminine. But not worshiping the feminine, because that sounds, you know, worshiping the creation rather than a creator, worshiping ourselves, glorifying myself, exalting myself, propping my up to be some sort of, you know, look at me, look at me, and just making tons and tons of money and imagining I was helping people. Um, yeah, basically I was stealing God's glory. And so that was very convicting. Um, and so this was early May. And in June, I was about to make 100K for running another one of my programs, you know. And so I I didn't do that. So my whole financial situation changed. Um, yeah all the selfies, the caring so much about my looks. I was wearing extensions and lots of makeup and very expensive clothes and jewelry and got convicted of that, you know, went back to my natural look. And, um, oh, another thing that I realized one day was sex before marriage. That was a big one. <laughs> and I couldn't believe, I was like, wow, God can really do anything. It only took maybe about two, max three weeks when I noticed that I started to have this kind of allergic reaction to the thought of having sex before marriage. And then, you know, if I was watching a movie or whatever, and if I then realized, you know, if there was something intimate happening, if I then realized, oh, the couple is married, I'll be like, oh, yeah, no, that, that feels completely wholesome and sacred. <sighs> truly um, a miracle worker. And music was another massive one. You know, as a former dancer, music had been such 
a big part of my life and especially the months before getting saved I started listening to very sensual sexual hypnotic seductive music Lana Del Rey Billie Eilish just really activating the flesh and becoming more sensual and you know and the first few weeks of being saved I think I listened to barely any music and I started noticing that I started having a reaction to a lot of music and then after after a while maybe three-ish weeks or so as well I discovered my first worship songs and well you know if I'm on my own I still listen only to worship songs because when you've met God you can really tell which worship, which music glorifies him and which music glorifies the self. And you wouldn't really want to feed yourself, expose yourself to things that glorify the self because you've been really shown that the more you glorify the self, the more you push God away and keeping him keep him away, and the less you can know him and be close to him and abide in him and be heart to heart, face to face with him. So <laughs> it's just not really worth it. Thank you, Father, for Showing me that my heart is shaped after you. And that nothing but you can truly and deeply satisfy me. And that it's always, always, always been you that, I'm a- that I've been after. Thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross for every single iniquity, for every single time that I, that I blasphemed God, that I hurt God by choosing myself over him. Thank you that you paid the price so that I can now be in right relationship with my Father and my God.